You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlic. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too, the real authentic version, because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Garlic, and today it's just me. And I want to talk to you about how to start your speaking journey. And I don't think I can do this without sharing a little bit about my speaking journey and why I started. And, you know, it goes back, gosh, probably three decades now. And I was sat there when I qualified as a solicitor in my old life. And I remember the senior partner coming to me and saying, right, now you've got to get your own clients in. And I thought, wow, how am I going to do that? And I started going out networking. And I remember sitting there one day and I saw a speaker and she was absolutely fantastic. And I was really inspired by her. And I thought, wow, I'd love to do that. And I remember I got my first opportunity. It was a women in business lunch. And I said, I'll speak. Put my hand forward and basically rocked up very prepared. And I'd seen somebody many years earlier stand up with these little white cards on a little metal ring. And I thought, that's what I'll do. I'll look very professional. So I had my corporate suit on my power suit and they called my name out and I went up to the front and I started reading from my little cards intently in front of my audience. And I think I had about a 15 or 20 minute slot. And I was merrily giving them facts and figures and stats and talking about the law, the mistakes they could make and how to avoid them and lots of legislation and case studies and all those sorts of things. And I got to the end and I looked up and there was someone in the front row asleep. And my audience were totally disengaged. They looked bored. They were fidgeting. They weren't on their mobile phones because there wasn't so many of them around then, but they were looking out the window. They were looking at their watches. I'd basically bored my audience to death. 
And it was this horrible sinking feeling in my stomach and thinking, oh, wow, you know, I didn't really maximize that opportunity. And I thought, I'm never going to do that again. So I realized at that point, I need to develop my speaking skills. Now, I was very lucky because when I was at law school, after I'd done my degree, it was my postgrad, they trained us how to speak on camera and they also trained us how to speak in court. It's not exactly the same, but it gave me the confidence to stand up and speak on my feet. Now, speaking is great for visibility. And I'll share some tips with you in a minute. But it really basically is the one-to-many principle. You can reach so many more people and a much wider audience. And it's great for boosting your confidence, plus your credibility. You become known as the go-to person. You know, how many of us have stood there and think, oh, my God, I wish I could be that person on stage. And I'll share another story. Uh, As I record this, I've just delivered um, a networking lunch where I was announcing finalists for my award. And uh, I got the speakers lined up and the day was all planned. The speakers I always take from my Woman Who Achieves Academy. Uh, I knew the speakers. I knew the content they were going to deliver. I knew their stories. And unfortunately, one of my speakers couldn't make it for a very valid reason. And I thought, right, who will I ask to replace them? And I thought, you know what? I haven't shared my story. Give me a mic and I'll be on the stage. I can't sing for, for the life of me, but I will always speak. And I thought, no, I'm going to deliver my own story to my own audience. And I didn't plan it. I didn't know what I was going to say. I knew my audience and I knew what they needed to hear, but I didn't know which elements of my story I was going to share until I switched on that mic. Now, that has taken many decades of practice. It's taken many decades of, you know, being on stages and speaking to an audience But it was what, you know, people came up to me afterwards and said, that was amazing. I loved your story. I resonated with it. I delivered the content for the room. Now, not many people can do that unless they're very seasoned speakers. But I will say that everyone can do that if you practice and if you've got the right elements and you've got the right tools and the right techniques and you know your story inside out and you've done it enough times, then it's very easy to do. So let's think about a great place to start. So I always tell people, start when you're networking. It's just a conversation between two people. How often do we talk to somebody? We start telling them a few little stories. We might give them some examples. And that's really the start of your speaking journey. And you can build that up to small groups where you feel comfortable, maybe two, three or four people. When I run my monthly online networking, I put people in groups of three or four into Zoom rooms. And, you know, they've got an audience. They've got a small audience. It's a great opportunity to build your confidence. How often have we been to a networking meeting where you get to stand up and do a 60 seconds? And I don't mean saying, hello, my name is Sandra Garlic and I sell this and I sell that. and We do this and we do that. There's ways of delivering that 60 seconds to captivate and hold your audience. You know, you can build that up to two minutes and then 10 minutes, you know, and that's the key to build up slowly and practice at every opportunity. Try and build in storytelling. Everyone loves a story. I still remember the stories my dad used to read to me as a child. People remember stories. It's quite interesting that when I'm out and about networking, quite often somebody will come up to me and I might not remember their name because when you do stand on stages, a lot of people know you, but you can't know everybody in the room. 
And it's interesting, they'll come up and say, oh, I remember when you stood and, and told the story of, and they can recite that story to me because it resonated with them. I tell hundreds of stories. I might not remember them, but they've remembered me. So everyone does love a story and it does make you memorable. One of the other things that a lot of people don't do when they're speaking, whether it's at a networking event or on a big stage, is they forget to tell the audience what you want them to do. And they get to the end of their keynote and they stand there and they just say, thank you. Have you got any questions? And I never take questions from the stage. And, and you know, I can't go into all that now because that's a whole content piece. But actually, so many people forget to tell the audience what they want them to do. It's all about asking them to take action. You know, what do you want them to do? At the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. Well, I'm going to ask you. But so many people forget to do that. You know, you've got them hanging on your every word, but then you just do nothing. So, you know, always remember to ask your audience, tell them to do something. Do you want them to visit your website? Do you want them to download something? Do you want them to come and talk to you after? Briefly interrupting this podcast, have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that could be you? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker Bootcamp on Sunday the 5th of November in Warwickshire. It's a day packed full of content and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage time and time again. Book your place at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There's also monthly payment options available. Now back to the podcast. I'm now going to share my top tips for starting your public speaking journey. So my first tip is to identify your purpose, you know, determine why you want to improve your speaking skills. Understanding your purpose will motivate and guide you throughout your journey to speaking. You know, why do you want to speak? And I know that so many people are petrified of speaking, but we speak in so many different scenarios. It's such a missed opportunity for visibility if you don't take speaking as part of your journey. And I I've seen so many people who lack confidence come forward and be seasoned speakers. So start small. Begin by speaking in front of smaller, more supportive audiences, such as friends, family, colleagues. And this will help build your confidence gradually. Remember, we all speak every single day. It's about extending that speaking beyond those one-to-one -one conversations. And imagine every speaking opportunity as a conversation with your audience. Prepare and practice. Take time to research and organise your content. Practice what you're going to say multiple times, focusing on clarity, on timing and effective delivery. Talk to the mirror, talk to the dog or your cat, walk around doing chores while you're speaking. I remember when I first started, I used to walk around doing the hoovering 
chanting in my head what I was going to say. I quite often practice when I'm driving. If I'm driving to a, an event, I'll practice my keynote in my head or speak it out loud in the car. Nobody knows what you're doing or saying. So that it's a bit like riding a bike, really. You know, when you get on a bike, you don't think, put hands on handlebar, put feet on pedals, move one in front of the other, go straight. You don't think of those things. You do it automatically. So if you're practicing and practicing a keynote or something you're going to speak or say over and over again, when you actually get and stand on that stage, it's like riding a bike. You've already delivered it in your head. So it's just like delivering it again. And remember, nobody knows what's going to come out of your mouth anyway. So if you miss a bit, it doesn't matter. Watch and learn. Watch experienced speakers, both in person and through online platforms. Pay attention to their delivery, body language, and their audience engagement techniques. Take notes on what works and adapt them to your own style, but don't copy. Remember, you need to be you and have your own unique style. Trying to be somebody else rarely works. I've seen so many people watch famous TEDx speakers and then they stand on stage and they try and emulate that person. They use their mannerisms, they use their content, and they try and deliver it. And it rarely works. It just feels cringeworthy. So don't try and be somebody else. Don't clone yourself on somebody else. Yes, learn from them. You know, it's great to watch TEDx's and you can learn from the way people deliver. You can learn those techniques, but actually you need to develop your own style because if you don't, it's not going to look right and you're not going to feel comfortable do doing it. Join a speaking club. Consider joining a group or other local organization dedicated to improving speaking skills. Of course, I'd like to recommend the Woman Who Achieves Academy, where we practice speaking a lot, or signing up to one of my speaker boot camps or programs, but there is plenty out there for you. These groups provide a supportive environment for practicing and receiving constructive feedback. Now, when I started the academy, we I give speaking opportunities to women in business in there to deliver a keynote or practice a new keynote they've never delivered before and receive constructive feedback. And it's been wonderful to see the constructive elements of that where women say, oh, I love that bit or I'd love, oh, wouldn't it be great if you could put that there or save that bit to the end? It's a wow moment or, oh, you could just improve it a little by doing that there. And it's so, so lovely to hear people feeding back. So if you can find a group where that happens, you'll learn so much and, you know, enhance your speaking style and content. Everyone's nervous, but embrace your nerves. Accept that feeling of being nervous. It's natural, even for seasoned speakers. Channel your nervous energy into enthusiasm and passion for your topic. Everybody loves and loves to watch someone who's passionate it's engaging. It's engaging with your audience and it helps you manage your nerves. It's a good thing to have some nerves, as believe it or not, it helps channel it into what you deliver. It's sort of churning feeling in your stomach, that little flutter of anticipation. It could be sweaty palms, but don't worry. These are all techniques that will help. You could find techniques to help you overcome these, but a few nerves are good. Believe me, it's nice to have that little flutter. It channels you on. It helps your delivery. Obviously, if you're feeling sick or fainting, then there are techniques you can learn and pre-presentation techniques that you can learn so that actually you can banish a lot of those major nerves. 
enhance your non-verbal communication and be mindful of your body language. So think about eye contact and gestures. There are techniques so that you can engage your audience where every person in the audience thinks you're looking at them. Practice good posture, make eye contact with them and use gestures to emphasize key points. I speak with my hands a lot. Uh, Just be careful if you've got a glass of water near because I've knocked a few flying. So I do have them strategically placed to my side. There's ways that you can pace on stage, walk on stage, stand on stage, all sorts of different delivery techniques. If I was standing there with my arms folded or my hands in my pockets, I'm not really engaging with you. If I look bored, the audience is going to be bored. So think about how you're going to present yourself. There are so many presentation as techniques you can use and ways you can deliver. Connect with your audience too. You know, tailor your content to the audience's needs and interests. You know, use relatable examples, lots of storytelling and humor to engage your audience and make your message really memorable. Now, one caveat I'd say about humour is don't try and be a comedian. You know, I've seen people stand and tell jokes and they just fall absolutely flat. They can be cringeworthy. If you're not a seasoned joke teller or things like that, don't try humour. It's better to tell your story naturally. And if there's something in there which might be funny to the audience or not, it doesn't matter if they laugh, give them an opportunity. At this event yesterday, I was uh, I shared a few sort of stories and things and people laughed at various points, which was fine. But I actually, I was trying to say a word and it came out completely different and my audience was howling. It was totally unintentional. It didn't matter. I was howling with them, but it became a discussion topic. It became a, they people were calling out and people coming up to me at the end using the, the phrase I'd used. It's going to be memorable. It's going to follow me, but in a nice way. And it certainly made my talk memorable. So it's better to have humour as a natural element, not forced. Uh, so do be careful with that. Now, a lot of speakers use visual aids, but I would say use visual aids wide, wisely such as slides or props to enhance what you're saying on stage. So if you've got a book, hold it in your hand. You know, if you make something, have it handy. But be careful with slides, you know, especially slides with loads of writing on them. You know, why so many speakers will put everything they're saying on their slides? I don't know whether it's so they don't forget, you know, they're tiny writing and the audience is squinting. What happens is the audience just read ahead anyway. Um, So I don't put any words or very few words on my slides if I use them. Um, But yeah, don't rely too heavily on slides. I've been at an event where they couldn't get my slides to work. And I've had to just deliver. So always have a pack up, always have a plan B, you know, avoid relying too heavily on slides and props as the focus should be on your spoken words and connection with your audience. You know, if you're focusing on scripts and slides and everything like that, you're not going to be looking at your audience. Remember what I said at the beginning about my little cards and my my silver ring. You know, if I'm looking down, I'm not reading my audience. And the last tip I'd like to share really is to seek feedback and continue learning. So after each speaking engagement, 
ask for feedback from trusted individuals or join speaking contests for evaluation or go to events where you're going to have people that you know in the audience, trusted people that are there that can say, you know, ask them, how can I improve this? How can I learn from this? And how can I grow as a speaker? What did I do well? What could I do better? Did I miss anything? Was my audience engaged? All those sorts of questions, you know, continuously learn and seek that feedback. So remember that starting your public speaking journey takes practice and patience. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. Even if you're the most nervous person, even if you lack the confidence to stand on your feet, believe you me, you have it within you. So with time and dedication, you can develop the confidence and become a more effective communicator. And I'd just like to wish you all the best in your speaking endeavours. And if you would like to build your confidence, banish the nerves and wow your audience every time you speak, take a look at my one day speaker bootcamp. The details are in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in to Woman Who Chat next week for more insights, chat and learning. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.